Hello and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. I am Rhonda Brighton-Hall. I'm the CEO and founder of Moi, Making Work Absolutely Human. And I am absolutely delighted to be joined by my colleague and friend, Suzanne Gravilovich. Hi, Rhonda. It's great to be here. It's, it, it's great to have you here because it is one of those topics that based on our lives yes. <laughs> experience um, we have we know this topic well and we are of course going to be talking about um, how to dismiss someone and and that sounds like oh no that's really dramatic or whatever it happens to be but the reality is that over the course of a lifetime most people will be dismissed and if you've been a leader for any time at all you'll probably have to dismiss somebody mm. and so we courtesy of life's experience yes. we would have seen this done so badly so many times that's right and and we've sort of got it down to what is the right conversation how should we have it we've built content around it so that's what we want to talk about today how to dismiss someone keeping them whole so that they walk out of your business with respect with their head held high and going on to live a happy and great life and so that's basically what we want to do that's perfect. And, you know, we've got a lot of great content on this topic on our knowledge base. Yes. But it does come up again and again, so we really wanted to talk about it again. Yes. It comes up all the time, usually because people have gone, hello, we've done this and it's gone really badly. That's and you're cool. like, why on earth did you do that? Like that's... Anyway, so it needs to come, it needs to be done well. Because it is such a, and we're being a little bit flippant, but I don't mean to be, because it's a very serious topic. To take someone's employment away from them is a very big decision and should be treated with respect. Mm. And the people who say to me, oh, yeah, I do it all the time and it doesn't bother me, I always worry about them because I would don't know what happens to a person who doesn't lie awake all night if they know they have to have a conversation like this the next day. Absolutely. They should be. We all should be tortured by it. It's a very big decision to take away someone's work and independence. Mm. And so it, it needs to be very thoughtful. But there's ways of still doing it so that it is simple and clear and respectful without torturing the poor person too, because that's the other extreme. That is the other extreme. Now, the first thing that I always say when somebody says to me, I need to have a talk about I need to dismiss someone. I need to have a talk about it. Can you help me? The first thing I always ask is what's the conversation been so far? Yes. And for how long? So what steps have been put in place to support better performance if it's a performance issue? Yep. You know, it, it because this conversation shouldn't come as a shock. No. People should have been um, aware that their performance hasn't been up to scratch. Yes. Um, you should have been clear with them about um, that it, it must improve, otherwise there'll be consequences, and yep. that's only fair. Yep. It's what you'd want people to do for you, right? Absolutely. Like, and and you, you do hear that thing when you say to someone, how many conversations have you had? Have you let them know? So oh, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, well, it's worse. <laughs> it's, not. It's, worse. it's fairer to tell somebody and be honest and uh, upfront with them than it is to wait until it's time to sack them and then they're hit by a freight train. Yeah. Yeah. It's a serious decision and you should give them warning that 
that that is a likely outcome if if things don't change. So I completely agree. And it is the first point when someone rings and says, what what can I do? The first question is, what have you done already? How many conversations have you given them feedback? Have you helped them? Have you support them? Is there anything else going in their life that they going on in their life that could stop them from doing a great job? Because that happens to all of us too. So those questions are a precursor to being able to have this conversation. Aren't that's they? right, exactly. I think that's a really good positioning of it. <laughs> so it's almost like don't call if you haven't done that. That's right. Don't <laughs> even think about it. <laughs> Go and do that. Give people the feedback. Give them some support. Find out there's nothing stopping them from doing a really great job. And then we can talk about what happens next. And that's where we're up to now. That's right. And so that, that point you made, treating the person with respect, is really the very first thing. Um, it's, you know, you, you want to treat someone the same way that you would like to be treated if this was you in this situation. Right. I love that as first point. So if we're going to treat with respect, the word that we always use when we're talking about this is sonda, that one from the Urban Dictionary, where it means that every person has a life as important as, and as complicated as yours mm. and, and mine, like all of us are equal. And as a consequence, that respect needs to understand that when you are taking away someone's job, they will have dependence, they will have a life that they're supporting, they will have a mortgage, they will have all the other things that we all have. And they needed to be treated absolutely with respect, as you just said perfectly, in the same way that we would expect others to treat us. Great first point. Yeah. And, you know, people, um, because people care and they yeah. feel bad about having this conversation, they can often enter it um, ill-prepared and kind of beating around the bush. And so having some long meandering conversation, <laughs> which really is cruel. You don't want someone to be sitting in this conversation for a huge long amount of time. Right. So second point. The second point, be direct and yep. keep it short. Yep. Just be clear and keep it short. Yeah, because you've already had those great conversations where you've done everything else you could do. So now this conversation is not, nobody needs to hear your meandering, losing your mind conversation. That's right. Try to justify a story that you can't have the courage just to say. What you actually just need to say is this is where we're up to as per our previous conversations. It's not a, it's not a good thing and I'm really sorry, um, but I'm going to be really clear about this, that you're going to lose your job. So now let's talk about what we do next. Yeah. So that's the second point. Be clear, direct, short. Yes. And the third point, which yes, is one very important one. <laughs> this is not the time to give extra feedback. No. You've done that already. <laughs> I, I have to tell this story, which I've told you before. I know I have a, a colleague of mine and she um, was working with this person who wasn't very good at their job. They weren't experienced enough and they just couldn't keep up. So she wanted to, to dismiss them and she just kept putting it off and faffing about and making a mess of it. So this person was basically being tortured at work. They couldn't do their job. They didn't know how to do their job. They weren't being supported. It was just a disaster. So finally, this poor person who was being tortured has walked in and said, I resign. Like, I, I, I hate it. Like, I hate <laughs> this job. Right. And instead of saying, 
Thank goodness. Thank you. And <laughs> and let's. I hope you get another better job that you're better suited for because they will, because they're a good human being as well. But instead what they did is, oh, thank you for your resignation. And while you're here, I'd like to give you all the feedback that I haven't had the courage or confidence or guts to give you for the last six months. And she just unloaded on her. And as a consequence, this woman, it was a young woman in the, in the, the seat, and she actually went home. And the next day, the mother of the young woman rang to give this Friend, colleague of mine feedback on how appalling that was appallingly badly that was handled and frankly she was right yeah that's right. <laughs> and not the time for extra feedback you've had, you've done the feedback piece this is literally about describing what's going to happen next and so no extra bits that make you feel better about yourself you've done if you've done the right thing it's done indeed and nobody wants to sit there and hear all the things that are wrong with them no that it's is a bad a, conversation. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you want that conversation to be short and particularly when the decision's already been made that you're going to leave the business or the organisation to sit around and have it, it torturously described in detail for an hour. I mean, I saw one of them went for an hour. I was like, oh, my goodness, that is just mean. That is just it is. mean. It is. And so the next point is one of your yours, Rhonda. Yes, I like this point. Just to remember that the way you treat that person right in front of you is they're not actually leaving the island. Like they're not leaving earth. They're just <laughs> leaving your business. It's just, right. it's just one small business in a sea of other businesses and other opportunities that they will have. They are not going to leave the island. And when you get down to Coles or Woolies or Aldi or whatever you choose to shop at, IGA, you will meet them again and you will mm -hmm. meet their partner, husband, wife, child, daughter, parent and you will talk to them while you pick up eggs or whatever it happens to be so sure as hell make that conversation respectful fair yes. and not so that when you see them you're hiding behind the milk aisle like that's going to be a problem you've really got to be comfortable that you could walk up to them see them tomorrow and know that you did everything that was in your power to help them and and you've done the right thing by them and hopefully they've found a better opportunity yeah, and I do laugh, but it, it is a serious topic. And and that is a really serious point. Yeah. You don't want to have to hide when you next see that person. So make sure treat them well. Yeah. And the other really important point is, you know, but if somebody's been performing poorly for some time, it's usually been for some time. The whole team knows about it. Yeah. And they've been waiting for That's you true. to do something. I, I had a boss who told me that by the time a leader makes a decision that someone needs to lose their job or be dismissed, the rest of the team's been waiting for it to happen for a year. Mm, that's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, it is a long time. Everyone's been looking at them almost painfully going, this is not going to work. It's just yeah. not going well. Yeah. And so know that that whole team is watching and yeah. they know and they're going to judge you on being fair and discreet. Right which is sort of a baseline of how you'd want to be treated. You don't want it to be awkward and awful and you don't want gossipy. That's the other thing you see leaders do is they'll do a lap of the building almost to work out what everyone else thinks before they make the decision. And if they think for a second that all those gossipy, stupid conversations didn't go back to the person already, they're just, they're, they're fooling themselves. So that they just need to talk to nobody else about this person's personal employment except the person. And everybody's watching to see whether you do that fairly, whether you do it discreetly and respectfully. And they'll judge you harshly if you don't. And I think we've, we've all seen leaders who've done it badly and gossipy and awfully or mean-spirited. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, there's no coming back. The rest of the team then waits for you to act unfairly again. That's right. And, and 
you know, it, it could be me one day. It's what people are thinking. Yep. And, and it, it, well, yep. it colours their whole view of the organisation they're working for. It's absolutely true. So that's the sort of the really clear parts of the conversation. So you're sort of going, this is the conversations we've already had. So you know what we're going to talk about today and you're expecting it. It's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. You treat the person respectfully in a way that when you do run in them at, to them at Coles that they're going to be okay to see you again and you're not going to be embarrassed of your own appalling behaviour. So mm-hmm. you need that behaviour to be something you can look in the mirror and feel okay about. It's a tough decision, but it doesn't have to be a nasty decision. And so when you're doing that, you've done that conversation, it's nice and short. And then what's the other things that are important in the conversation? Well, you want to talk to them about how they'd like to let the team know. Yep. Because, you know, they've got to get up and walk outside the office, uh, outside the, the office where you're having this conversation and face their teammates. And, yep. um, you know, at some stage the, there might be a farewell function or something to say goodbye and it would be nice to have an agreed position on what they're going to tell the rest of the team. Yeah. And then as a leader, you whatever you agree to, is what you agree to and there's nothing less ingenuous or decent than once you've agreed you see some leaders will say okay I agree to tell the team this and then they'll actually wait for a week or two and then tell the team something differently and that's a very immature and a very nasty leader and no one will want to work for them that's absolutely horrendous thing to do (laughs) it is a horrendous thing to do so you agree we'd like to tell a team like this and if that person chooses to say look I'd like to let the team know that I've resigned you say, I completely respect that. Let's let the team know that. And then you don't need to say anything more. You've done what you said you were going to do. And the other thing, there's a few logistical things. You know, you need to be clear on whether you need them to work out their notice period. When will be their end day? Um, how do you want to sort of collect any IT equipment or anything like that? Um, and also um, clear on what they'll get, what entitlements they're due to get, Um Yep. You know, get paid out their notice period. So be clear on those things and have some of those details in writing because somebody isn't going to remember everything that you... So it is a highly emotional conversation for anyone other than having a heart of stone. So it's an emotional conversation for the person who's leading it and it's also an emotional conversation for the person who's losing their job. So having a few details in writing, not a tomb of detail and pages, no. just... Nice and short, this is what we're saying, this is what's happening, this is what's next. And so they've got that. If they don't remember, they're a bit flustered, then they can read it later and they and always offer to say, and if you've got any questions or you'd like to talk about anything, come back to me. But don't assume they've got them and over-explain everything again. Like, people get it. They're not silly. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's really closing out the meeting. And closing out the meeting, it's a nice way to close out the meeting by offering some kind of support. Um, so talking about well, what, what's next for you um, and the support might be introductions that you could make, um, what kind of reference you can give. I'm sure that not everything that person has done is bad. Right. So, you know, focus on the things that they're good at and, yeah. and talk about, well, what, what sort of role might you better suit you? Yeah, and the amazing power you have at it. So you've had the conversation, you've gone through the logistics so they know what to expect and what whether they have to turn up and for how long and things like that. And offering that support, leaders forget how much power they've got mm-hmm. because every time someone goes to get a job, one of the first things anyone will say is, can I speak to your previous boss? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you'll have someone who's a, you know, a robber or something and stolen something, or you'll have a person who fought or sexually harassed. So you don't want to be their reference. But for most people who just couldn't quite get up to scratch with the job they were doing or it didn't suit them, it wasn't their sort of work, when you're taking their job away, you can still be a really good reference with good knowledge of how to get them into a job that they can do really well. And so remember that as a power, like how can I help you? I have a great network. Can I act as a referee? I think you'd be great at this work and have something constructive to say. And that will also help you when you run into them in the supermarket because <laughs> you will have helped them get a better job that they'll probably like much more than the one that they had a terrible time with. Um, and so that's a really good conscience thing that you can see someone and be happy to see them and they'll be happy to see you too. Absolutely. So just a few little rules that we do need to remember. Um, in order to comply with the law. People get very uh, anxious about the law in this scenario, but it's not that tricky and it's not that onerous. Um, It's designed to have uh, describe a fair process. And so if what you've done has been fair, then you will comply with the law. And the things that you need to think about Have you provided the feedback, the things that we've spoken about already? So given any necessary support and time for the person to improve. Um, And you need to be clear when you're having those conversations that if there's no improvement, it could lead to ending your employment. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And it's appropriate to give that warning in writing when it it gets to a point where it's serious. Yeah, and I think... Putting it in writing makes it really serious for both sides. So you're you're clear, I've tried everything I can think of. If there's anything else that you've got that I can help you with, let me know. Otherwise, this is where I'm at. And the person goes, okay, that's serious. That's where they're at. I need to really do something different. Um, And then everybody's on the same page. That's right. And then offering support, offering, um, do you need to offer, you do need, sorry, I'm getting myself in a tongue twister. You do need to <laughs> offer the opportunity to bring a support person um, into a meeting that will be about dismissal. So people know when this conversation's coming up and yep. as we said, it shouldn't be a shock. And so offering that opportunity um, is part of the Fair Work Guidelines. Yep, yep. And... Yeah, good guidance. That's good guidance about the law. It is, it is a fair law as long as you apply appropriately. So in summary, I mean, um, Suzanne and I sort of know this space so well because we've seen it so many times. It's just a reality of employment that everybody over the course of their life will probably lose their job. And you just hope you are told that by someone who's a decent human being who handles it well. And even though it's one of the toughest conversations you should have, and you should never take it for granted because it's employment so important to people, mm. there is these things to remember. So absolutely treat the person with respect. Remember, they're just as important and valuable as you are. They're still a great human being. They're just not suitable for the job they've got at the moment. Be direct and short so that they know what's going on. It shouldn't be the first conversation. Don't add anything to justify yourself. Those days are past. You've already had that opportunity. Now it's time just to look after them. The conversation should always be about where they're going next and how you might help them get there Mm -hmm. and own the power you have as a leader that you'll be very valuable to them if you can treat them really properly. And all of those conversations shouldn't take this torturous amount of time. Like none of us are that interesting when we're having this conversation. We just need to be all about what support I can give you to get you where you need to get to. And so hopefully, even though it's a tough topic and we did debate whether to have this conversation, but you just see it go wrong so badly. And when it does go wrong, it causes much more damage. So let's get these conversations sensible, fair, respectful, 
and appropriate in process as well. And I think it will help businesses run more smoothly and will also help individuals work through this when they have to go and get another job. Um, Suzanne, thanks so much for your wisdom. It's always delightful to hear you're so clear, like you're just like, this is straightforward. There's no drama. Um, and I think this is a really important topic not to have drama introduced. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully it's not helpful all the time. This shouldn't be something you're doing all the time. But when it is required, hopefully this is giving you some good, honest pointers about the right way to do it. Um, and be respectful and kind to the person in front of you as you would expect them to be for you. Um, hope that it was helpful. Thank you for listening. And look forward to seeing you all on our newsletter on our website soon. Thank you very much. And it's a big Bye. more from us. Oh, big more from us. That's right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.